Welcome back to the Bhagavad Gita journey. Uh, we are on day 18, I think, right? Yeah, 18. Nice. And we are at chapter 2, verse 16, I think is where we will start. I'm here yes. with my friends, Chaitanya Charan, our teacher, and uh, Balaram in Atlanta. So excited to get back into this with you guys today. Our last session, we talked a lot about tolerance and just tolerating pain and distress as a way to get to the sweetness. So um, with that, <clears throat> Cece, you want to bring us into text 16? Yes, yeah, sure. Okay. So now, Krishna has talked about specifically the difference between the body and the soul. Now he's saying that this is just not a difference between body and soul. This is actually a vision of all of reality divided into two categories. So, na sato vidyate bhavo, na bhavo vidyate sataha, ubhayor apidrishtontas, vanayos tattvadarshibhi. Thank you. Those who are seers of the truth have concluded that of the non-existent, the material body, there is no endurance, and of the eternal, the soul, there is no change. This they have concluded by studying the nature of both. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, so this is great. What he's essentially saying is there are seers. So, generally, when there is education to be given, you know, or say, for example, if somebody is uninformed, Mm -hmm. about a particular issue and they are somebody else is well informed about that issue mm -hmm. so we instead of saying you know you are wrong this is right this is how it is he says no this if somebody is well informed you say this is how i would see it or this is how i see it mm -hmm. or so then what is happening is it's also indirectly saying that the way you are saying is not right but it's a, again, as I earlier said, this is a refined way of seeing it. This is how the wise see it. That's what is explained in this particular text. That the seers of truth, the, those, what is their vision? The seers, they see that all of reality, if you consider reality, whatever we call as reality, it has broadly two categories. That which is, so which is temporary, and that which is eternal. So, so that which is temporary, it it won't exist in the future, and that which is eternal won't cease to exist. So, the implication of this is that if we will actually prioritize that which is important, we won't prioritize that which won't exist in future. So, if, say, we are trying to build a house, and while we are building the house, maybe the truck which is passing by and that truck, truck is catching, taking some manure or carrying some manure or something like that. And there's a, 
there's an unpleasant smell coming from it it's unpleasant but it's all going the truck is going to go and it doesn't matter i'm building a house over here i got this is a beautiful place overall i'm going to stay over here so the idea is that the uh, the seers of truth you know this is what matters and that which is going to last that is going to exist and that as compared to that that which is not going to exist in the future doesn't matter at least doesn't matter that much this is the this is the essential this is the vision of the seers that's what is being mentioned in this particular text mm-hmm. we also experience this like in our everyday life on like a small scale you know something that we don't see is is being very beneficial to us or having very many fruits we don't put a lot into like it could even be like a relationship with the person that that we don't really feel like is going to be a long term then we we just don't put a lot of effort into it but if we do see it as long term and we do want that then we do put the effort into it so it's again it's like the same logic but it's just extra it's just zoomed out and looking at it from the vantage point of the soul like hey the soul is what is forever so let's get serious about this because the rest it's a, gone in a blink of an eye <laughs> yeah true what can seem at that time to be a very long time in there's this phenomena where people as we grow older we start feeling that time is going faster mm. that where when we are children is just longing you know when will i go to college when will i grow up when will i have my freedom and then after all that thing hey that is a thought is a long time a whole decade has passed oh it's such a long time it's 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 something which is so uh, we recognize that and then we focus on that which is lasting so that which seems very big at present to understand it's a part of the temporary world well it's not that big there's no need to get too worked up about that that's the overall theme over here any comment balram no thank you so now in the 217 now krishna says avinashitu tadviddhi yena sarvam idam tatam shift in emphasis so if we consider this to be the body then there is something that pervades the body now what pervades the body this is the body what pervades it it's pervaded by consciousness so right now i'm sitting here and uh, say if the ac is a little too cold i'm feeling cold 
maybe on the part of my body my neck is feeling cold say so what is there this consciousness which is aware of it so if we are smelling something what is its consciousness so consciousness pervades the body and that consciousness is coming from the soul so another way to understand this could be this is the soul and from there the body is there so from the soul the light of consciousness comes out so we could say that for the soul from the soul the person comes out to the the soul and the body are different but from the soul is a beam of light that comes out that's like the consciousness so if i have a flashlight so if i say if i have a phone and with which i have flashlight so if i consider the flashlight now it's coming from a particular point so the point from which it is coming is the soul and when it comes out it spreads so the area over which it spreads it spreads across the body and then through the body it goes outward it radiates outwards so that krishna is saying is enduring it is everlasting it is it is something which is permanent so from the soul consciousness comes out to the body so the consciousness itself is eternal and then its source of consciousness that is also eternal so the soul is localized the soul it is explained that it is situated generally in the region of the heart but it's not exactly situated in a physical location because the soul is spiritual but from there it its energy pervades all over the body so that consciousness is actually the symptom of the soul that you baldam you had mentioned earlier no it isn't arjuna doesn't debate the existence of the soul yes because that was already accepted in that culture but still this is a reasonable inference to make in even in current science studies consciousness is one of the biggest mysteries in fact i think the science magazine it published uh, on one of its anniversaries it will publish a list of unanswered questions in science and the source of consciousness was the second unanswered question the list of questions the first was the source of the universe where did the universe come from and where did consciousness come from these are unanswered questions why they are unanswered because it is when krishna talks about these two distinct natures he is focusing primarily on that which is temporary and that which is eternal but another feature of that is that the soul it has broadly three characteristics it is eternally existing mm-hmm. then it is also chit it is it has consci- it is conscious and that consciousness manifests as people being curious and then it is joyous ananda and that manifests as our search for happiness 
Mm. So these are characteristics of the soul. And each of these could be actually used to infer the existence of the soul. So if we consider matter, matter is insentient. So how does matter develop the capacity to experience matter? So if I consider this is a grape, now this is matter. I put that grape on my tongue. Now the tongue is also matter. But when I put it on my tongue, I experience something. I experience the sweetness of the grape. So how does matter develop the capacity to experience matter? Because the matter of the grape is fundamentally, ultimately, it's atoms and molecules and you can go to subatomic particles over there. And there's no consciousness in any of them. The tongue is also ultimately, it is biology, but biology also it ultimately goes down into the building blocks to the same atoms and molecules and fundamental particles. So if we consider this feature of consciousness, then this is an un, this is a, it's not just a historical question of where your consciousness originally come from. But even now, in our day-to-day -day experience, how does matter, if we assume there is no something, no existence of anything beyond matter, how does matter get the capacity to experience matter? Hey, this is delicious. This is it's not good. So, that consciousness, the Gita says, it is coming from something beyond matter. It is coming from the spiritual core within us. It is the soul. So this is one symptom of consciousness. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, one symptom of the soul. This consciousness is a symptom of the soul. Yeah, it's good. Be because when you think about it, when we're going through our daily lives, if we really lived like we knew that we had a soul and the soul is eternal, then we would make, we would probably make different decisions a lot of times than we do because we make other decisions. Like when we know that something has long lasting benefit, it's easy for us to make that decision. Or if we know we want to invest in something long term, then we show up more for it. But if with the soul, the fact that we don't always do that, it's it shows that sometimes we're a little bit out of touch with like the acknowledgement that it is real and it's eternal and it's inside of us. So so what you're saying now is like a way to almost connect with it, to understand it so that so that we can connect with it. Like that consciousness we feel, just like that that flashlight analogy, that was really cool. Like that that consciousness that we feel emanates from the soul. And is what lights up the body that that is the soul. So it's almost like if we could go through our our daily lives, like just noticing that, reiterating that, trying to realize that it it might make these things, it, it might elevate our consciousness a little bit, make it easier for us to connect and to live from that place. Like we know we have a soul, we know it's eternal. Yeah, true. There are two ways of looking at it. It's uh. I was speaking of one thing and you are speaking of another thing, both are related. That from an external perspective, I only see the body. So if I am observing somebody else or myself. So from the soul, when consciousness comes out, then I can infer 
that there must be something beyond the body. Hmm? When I see consciousness someone, when I see consciousness myself, I can infer that there must be a soul. Now, so this is more like a outside-in approach where I infer the existence of the soul. Now, what you are talking about is more like an inside-out approach that I know that the soul exists at one level. And if I know, knew that, then what would happen is be I would be conscious of what I am conscious of. I would become more conscious of my consciousness because this is my essential energy. Where am I investing it? Now, do I really want to spend my consciousness in griping or whining about small things? If we get to go to the top of the Himalayas and the majestic sight available, the snow-clad mountains, the vast sky, the beautiful, sublime spirituality of the place. And that time, it's so cold. It's so cold. Well, do you want to gripe about that now? Forget it. There's something much bigger over here. So if we understand that the, 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 the foundational spirituality of our existence, then naturally we'll become more conscious of what we are conscious of. And then we will naturally prioritize. Any comments, Baldham? Yeah, when you drew the very first diagram about such a tiny thing with the blue, I like to use the blue color. Such a tiny yeah. thing, right? One ten thousandth uh, human hair is, is enlightening the whole body. It made me think of Luke Skywalker in Star, in Star Wars and how just one person, his spirit is able to pervade not just the whole rebel force he's inspiring all the rebels but the entire galactic empire and you talked about how science wants to know about consciousness and i thought that darth vader must be very curious to know what this spirit is because he's built this whole empire and yet he can't put a box around it but luke skywalker understands it and so much of the story is the magical mystery of this light it almost seems inevitable yeah <laughs> yeah and then yoda also says that one time when after several of the jedi are killed that we are not these fleshly bodies luminous beings are we mm. so that idea that there's something beyond that is there in not just in spiritual cultures but it's also there in pop culture so and just i was mentioning about these three characteristics of soul so let's talk about the other two also quickly. So here I also said that it is eternal. It is eternal, it is conscious, and it is joyous. So we'll see that each of these are reflected. Say, so for example, we all have a longing to live. And not just live, but to live forever. So now where does this longing come from? If we are simply material creatures then where would this longing come from because nothing in the material world exists forever and yet we long to exist forever so the huge mountains even the earth itself nothing is going to live forever 
then why this longing to live forever comes it's as strange as say somebody some child living in a remote tribal african forest with no connection with the world and suddenly the child one day says to his mother mom i want a pizza what's a pizza how do you know what is a pizza there's nothing in the environment that could even give an idea of something like a pizza to the child the child has that idea that means something is where is that idea come from it's a mystery so like that nothing from our outside lives forever so where does our longing to live forever come from it comes not from the outside but from our inside there is something within us which lives forever and that's why we also seek to live forever and similarly if we are just um, so it's not from outside this longing it comes from inside us somewhere and same with this this point of being with joyous if we were just bio, if we just biological robots mm-hmm. designed to survive and reproduce then why do we seek pleasure quite often we seek pleasure even at the cost of risking our life for it so if we just biological the res- robots designed for survival as biology would have us believe then then why do we have this longing for joy so that also points that there is more to life than just surviving we want to be thriving and thriving is not just we reproduce physically and all those things it's just that we want a sense of meaning and fulfillment in our life so this joy it can come at various levels but ultimately it comes through meaning purpose and fulfillment that comes through all of those we'll discuss this later but this all indicates that there is more to our existence than our body and that's what the gita will point us toward gradually mm. so any reflections or shall we stop it's it's really what you're saying now is like further proof that the soul exists like these things that we already all of us like innately feel like that we will live forever and that we need deep meaning for pur- purpose and fulfillment in life you're attributing that to to the soul and therefore proving its existence yeah i'm not sure that it can be proven proving is a strong word i would say that there are pointers to it we can Pointing. infer its existence sure yeah okay. because ultimately proof is something which has to be in one's everyone's heart right. See, there's a difference in there's evidence and then there is proof mm. so the many evidence as you can have evidence one evidence two we can have multiple lines of evidences which lead to proof so the proof has to be in every individual head and heart that's such a nice each one of us, that's yeah, like each realize, one of us has, that's like when we realize it yes exactly so so what we are doing is we are giving some logic and reasoning over here to infer that hmm? but it is ultimately to be realized and the gita will talk about various processes for realizing the soul also in future Oh, thank you for that. So, Balram, any comment? Or should I finish? You can finish. Thank you.
So we discussed today about two texts. It was two six two seventeen and eighteen. So in two seventeen, so two sixteen and seventeen, talk about the two natures, matter, and the, we talk basically about the vision of the seers, the seers, how they see there are two natures, and one is eternal. The spirit is what is it lasts. and matter doesn't last so therefore focus on spirit that's what the wise do and then based on that we talked about how the soul's existence can be inferred it is said that the soul soul gives out its energy of consciousness and that consciousness pervades the body so if we look at our own functional behavior as it manifests we talk about flashlight and light the beam of light is a example for this and from our functional behavior we can infer the three characteristics of the soul we we, we want to exist forever and where biologically speaking or materially speaking that longing has no explanation material analysis why should we not think it lasts forever why should we last forever then we are all curious we want to know so how does matter how does matter experience matter that's a big mystery because all matter is just made of fundamental particles which are not conscious and then we are we are pleasure we are joyous we are pleasure seeking so where does this longing for meaningful we don't just want just physical titillation we want meaningful happiness so where does this come from all these these we can say are pointers to the non material soul pointers to the soul within us and in this way the existence of the soul can be inferred from our daily observation thank you very much thank Hare you krishna